When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? All right, we are it's kicking off week 11. The best Woo! best primetime lineup I think we're going to have all season. We've got Cardinals and Seahawks tonight, or had. And then we got Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday. And then we've got, uh, what is it? Uh, Rams and Bucks on Monday night. So we're off to a good start. Who'd you have tonight, Doug? Cardinals or Seahawks? Doug's on mute. We're going to fix this in just a second. There you go. Sorry. Bodie's messing with me again. No. no. Um, I neglected to pick this. I would have picked the Seahawks three and a half, minus three and a half. I was sure I picked the Seahawks um, and logged in to find out I picked the Cardinals. Yeah. So I was sitting there even watching the game going, well, I'm off to a good start. I've got a win. Not so much. Yeah. That happened to me a couple weeks ago. But Russell uh, Wilson MVP Russell Wilson MVP train back on track. There it is. Got to win the division. All right, seven and three. All smooth sailing from here. Pretty much, pretty much guaranteed at this point. Russell Wilson MVP. Can you win it more than once in the same season? I mean, if anybody deserves it, it's Russ. So, I mean, you know. Just, and he's, he's such a decent guy too. Just, you know, <laughs> loves the Lord, loves <laughs> Jesus. Um, what'd you think of the game as, tonight? Oh, I was just going to say as good as he is, what did you think of that terrible defense? They kind of had a good game. Yeah. You know, aside from, you know, that completely blown, um, <laughs> that completely blown touchdown catch by, you know, the blunt coverage on the touchdown catch by Chase Edmonds. Uh, yeah, yeah it, wide was a, open. it was a game. Um, I mean, getting Dunlap helps. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, I'm, I, again, I, I'm, I'm surprised I picked the Cardinals. I think that's just reflex picking against the Seahawks, but mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, yeah, they looked, they looked solid. I think Kyler being hurt. You know that shoulder was definitely bothering him, and he, like, he missed that that the last throw to little white guy's name, Isabella. Isabella. That that last throw on the corner route, um, before the sack on third down, he was late getting that ball out. He had him. Yeah, like I said, I think uh, I think the Seahawks got to him a little bit. He took some hits tonight. Yeah. 
So, yeah. uh, I mean, they usually, I mean, what is it? 300 they give up 350 something passing yards a game it's, or more, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Murray had 270. So for their defense, I thought the, I thought that was kind of the difference. I thought they made some plays. Yeah. And, um, Oh God, the Russell didn't, Russell didn't turn it over either. And uh, Hopkins couldn't get going. Whatever, whatever they did with Hopkins, they just, they, they took Hopkins out of the game. Like, yeah. you know, Larry Fitzgerald should not be your leading receiver in, in the year in, in the, the lead of uh, the year of 2020. It just shouldn't be. Yeah. Happening. What is What year is this for him? Yeah. Uh, like see, 17. Is it 17? He was drafted in 2004. So yeah, probably 16 or 17. Wow. That's like, what was Vince, Vince Carter in the NBA? He was, he just played like his 22nd season or something stupid. Yeah. These guys, I'll tell you what. Well, you know, uh, Jerry played into his 40s. So Larry's got another four years before, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, was, and, was, and was doing thousand yard seasons. Not this like Mickey Mouse fucking tight end shit that Larry Fitzgerald's been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, it's, uh, uh, I mean, any of the thought, I mean, yeah, Seahawks had, had themselves a game. Like, you know, it was just kind of, it was a good, it was just a good game. And, uh, yeah, I think, oh. I think the Cardinals are an up and coming team, but I think Seattle's still a step ahead of them this season, at least. Uh, and the game could have been a blowout if DK Metcalf wasn't letting balls just like bounce off his face. <laughs> Yeah. So, but even with that, DK Metcalf still managed to make Patrick Peterson look like he's probably should have taken the Vontae Davis route and just retired at halftime. <laughs> like they're like Peterson just looked terrible. Yeah, there was a there was like a double move by Lockett for a touchdown that Peterson looked just kind of lost on. He fell over trying to, you know, the DTA Metcalf came back for a ball and put one move on him and broke Peterson's ankle, took his ankles, and then drew the pass interference penalty on another one. Um, I mean, if DK, like, you know, DK has a big game, and this is a 14-point game if DK Metcalf actually catches the ball. Yeah, yeah, and then I think Peterson had that big pass interference right before halftime, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, no, not a, not a, not a good game for the Cardinals. But I'm looking at their schedule, and it's like how how many close games can you play in a row without dropping one or two? So, they the Cardinals blew out the Jets, they blew out the Cowboys, and you're supposed to. Then a three point win over the Seahawks, a three point loss to the Dolphins, a two point win on the Hail Mary against the Bills, and then seven point loss to the Seahawks. Like that's that's a lot of close games right in a row. And especially to, to need a hail Mary on Sunday and then have to come back and play Russell Wilson on Thursday. That's not fair. Yeah, that's a lot. So, and then you've got, and then for the Cardinals, they've got Patriots Rams. Okay. Um, not great. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be better, but then they go giants Eagles and then they finish against the Niners and Rams. So 
I'd say three. I mean, the Rams twice. There's four teams they've got to play in there if you kind of like count the Niners and Patriots as half a team each. Yeah, I mean, Seattle, uh, I just saw it on ESPN after the game, is favored to win five out of the last six games, and they are not favored to win against the Niners. 47%, which I thought was interesting in week 17. Really? Yeah. Oh, probably because they expect them to be resting their starters? Maybe that, or uh, I don't know, maybe the Niners are getting all their guys back. I don't know. But uh, uh, Ebo's coming back, Mostert's coming back. We you're definitely getting some guys back, but I mean, without a quarterback, and we and we don't have a quarterback if Jimmy's not out there. Without a quarterback, it's pointless. Yeah, but he's not like guaranteed out for the rest of the season, right? Or is he? No, no. The, he he avoided surgery, and you know he's out of his walking boot. So you know maybe he's back for week fifteen. Maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. On to the picks. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, all right. First, uh, first game here is uh, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Four and a half points. Saints are favored without their uh, old man, Drew Brees. What do you think of that? I I think they should. I think the Falcons, I think it's disrespectful to Jameis Winston that this line is only four and a half points. You I think just, it should be more? <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed do you want the, do you want the anti Drew Brees rant or do you want the, well, we don't know what's going to happen with Jameis. I mean, it's, it's like, I think I said this on the, on Sunday or Monday, something will happen in this game. Yeah. I mean, I was feeling good about Jameis after the Brees injury, to be honest with you. So it's like, but um, something's going to happen. It's like we're getting two picks or four inter- or four touchdowns and maybe both. Yeah. So who knows? He, he can get a four by four. I mean, that's what I get when I go to in and out. Yeah. Do four interceptions, four touchdowns. Jameis is, uh, he makes sure someone's catching the ball when he lets it go. Like it's, it's going to, hopefully it's his <laughs> team, but if it's not, the other team's getting it. Like, it's a, he throws a very catchable ball. Yeah, indeed which I think will be the difference. So I'm taking the New Orleans Saints with their four and a half points at home against Matt Ryan's Falcons. So if not for, I looked this up, and if not for the Breeze injury, this would have been the first year of Jameis's career where he had less interceptions than the league MVP. And now with uh, – now Russ is at 10 interceptions. Mahomes is only at one. Jameis, zero. Now, I don't think Jameis finishes the season at zero interceptions. Not now, certainly. But if we're going to keep that streak going, I think he'd be hard – I think he'd be hard-pressed to throw – let's say Russ throws another two interceptions this year. So he's going to get to 12. I think – I think Russ – I think – I think in four games, let's just say, how many games do you think Jameis plays? Four or five? Rest of the season? At least, yeah, at least four or five. I think, I mean, they initially they were saying Breeze is going to try to be back in three weeks, but like, dude, what? I mean, your lung collapsed. Like, yeah. What are you in a rush for, man? 
So, um, but yeah, four or five games, an interception in each game. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, think, he'd I don't have think to he'd play. have to throw three interceptions a game to catch Russ. So, yeah, and plus um, Russell's. I mean, he. I mean, yeah, 14, 16 interceptions. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think. I don't think Russ is gonna win the MVP. I think Mahomes is just gonna keep chugging along, doing his thing. I think he's not gonna end up with more than three or four. That's the only way this streak stays alive for for Jameis is, is what I'm saying. It's it's at this yeah. point it's it the if that's now a a deciding factor in how the in how the league votes like you have to have fewer interceptions than Jameis Winston otherwise you're not eligible for the MVP. Then you know it's it, <laughs> Jameis is going to have to throw a couple interceptions and uh, Mahomes is going to have to keep on this path. Otherwise we might we might that's how we might end up with the running back as MVP. Is this like one of those like um, Kirk Cousins playoff teams, unspoken rules in the NFL? But yeah, the the Cousins curse. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't actually go to the Super Bowl. There, you're not allowed if uh, you lose to Kirk Cousins in the regular at all at any point in the season. So yeah, if you don't have less interceptions than Jameis Winston, then you're not you an MVP. You can't be an MVP. Yeah, makes sense to me. So. You know, Russ has got an uphill climb here. But, you know, if anybody yeah. if anybody can throw negative interceptions, like six negative interceptions over the next six weeks, it's it's my boy. So I'm rooting for all, you, Russ. All, uh, all glory goes to God. Uh, um, uh, Bengals, holy shit. Bengals uh, at the football team. And I'm holy shitting the fact that 71% of people picked the Bengals. Well, yeah, they're saying Washington is a fa- is favored by a point and a half. Um, I think the Bengals are clearly a better team. I got the Bengals all the way. I'm part of that seventy-one percent. What about you? Oh, I'm I'm a follower. By no, I am not. I am I'm absolutely part of the seventy-one percent. But it's just the Bengals being such a. I mean, God, the Redskins are that bad that the the Bungles are decided favorites. So. At least, you know, from the public standpoint. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, man. He uh, he makes people believe. Is Chase Young going to get out there and uh, make the Bengals regret not taking him first overall? No, but they are definitely <laughs> the two best players on the field. Or, I mean, the two best rookies this season. Uh, you know, the thing that hurts is that I kept uh, in, in my keeper league that, that you were also a part of. How are you doing in yeah. that league? Are you are you having a good season? I don't think so. Uh, in that league, um, let's take. Anyways, a look. I I draw I so you, in my league you can keep three guys. And I'm I ten had, out of twelve. No, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm then I'm like eleventh. Uh, I kept Kenny Galladay for a dollar. I kept David Johnson uh, for a dollar. I kept DJ Chark for a dollar, but I let Ta, uh, Tyler Boyd um, go back into the pool, and I regret that one. Yeah, I have him in like two out of my three leagues. He's been solid. Like a top 15 receiver this year, which is really annoying because, again, I could have had him, and I don't. And that would have yeah. helped. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Eagles at Brownsters. Yeah, uh, this game's got me nervous. 
I don't know why. I feel I feel like we should probably beat them, but I don't know. They're a hung, they're a team. They're a playoff hunt just like we are, even though they're got a terrible record. But I think the Browns can pull it off. I think they can win by more than three and a half points. Um, I'm worried that you guys are have only scored 13 points the last two weeks. I don't know. I'm enthused by the fact that you've only given up a total. No, hold on. No, you've let's see. You scored 10 and yeah, 16, 16, sorry, 16 points. <clears throat> you've given up 23. That's really good over two games. So I'm going to say, yeah, that, yeah, I'm going with the Browns, but the three and a half points for a team that's only scored 16 in the last two weeks, just that, worries me i'd rather i'd rather the eagles be favored here but i i do think the browns will win yeah the last two games have been horrible weather conditions which i think is the big part even a lot of the browns players have said the last two weeks have been the windiest games they've ever played in their lives so 60 mile an hour wins it's tough to put up points um but we were able to run the ball and control the clock last game so that's why I wasn't too worried. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully no 60-mile-an-hour winds or hail, freak hailstorms that cause a 30-minute delay in kickoff. Yeah, that's weird when football gets delayed. Yeah. But it's Cleveland, you know. It's fucking crazy weather there. So it'll be 68 degrees one day, and then it'll be 28 the next day and snowing and hailing. So, no, uh, but how, yes, did you, I, how did you – with that kind of weather, how did you end up in San Diego? Oh, it, it – Hey, it took everything in me to get away from it. Um, it was tough. Um, you know how people say, oh, I miss the seasons? Yeah. Yeah, they miss like three out of the four seasons. Don't buy that bullshit. It's uh, like it's nice to see the leaves fall and change colors, but winter storms in northeast Ohio and the snow <laughs> suck. See, like Bodie, Bodie is not happy about, about us talking about this, so we'll move <laughs> along. But yeah, no, I uh, I actually I looked up the forecast and it's not saying anything too crazy. So if it's normal weather, I think the Browns can put up some points. I think this could be a high scoring game and they could be back on track. All right. Offensively. Next one up. Your uh your your nemesis, I think from a pick standpoint and just from a now, Doug, your um your hatred for Matt Rule, we've documented, and that's based on the fact that he turned down Notre Dame, right? No, 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 God, no, no, no. he's definitely never had a chance at Notre Dame. Oh, okay, it was because uh, he turned. It's because he turned down he, the Browns. No, offer. he just kind of turned his nose up at even interviewing with the Browns, like, like which is fine. Like, you know, if you don't want to go there, but I don't think he's accomplished anything where he can be turning interviews down for professional football teams but you know who knows he might have had he might have had already something figured out with carolina so okay probably, so i had it in my head it's, that it's probably yeah it's probably nothing but still fuck that guy go, yeah go no I, I had it i had it in my head that i had it in my head that uh he had somehow shafted notre dame or something and that's where it started and then i read the article where it's like yeah he 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 told the browns to go fuck off even before he even had an interview and i'm like Oh, I Doug should know this. And well, okay, turns yeah. out you did. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. No, I wasn't like it's been a while. So I was thinking, oh, maybe he already had something lined up. So maybe I shouldn't be this mad about Matt 
rule. <laughs> um, but uh, no, fuck that guy. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a podcast. Um, it's a podcast, Doug. We're allowed to get as mad about trivial things as we want. Yeah, but no, I have seen uh, he was the coach at Temple, um, which Notre Dame played, and he, you know, he kept the game pretty close, and he had that uh, his backup quarterback PJ Walker, who's now I think on the Panthers. His, that was his quarterback in college at Temple, and now he's with the Panthers. That was that AAF stud for XFL stud for like three weeks, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Yeah. All right, so I'm taking so, the yeah, Panthers. So, yeah, I did too. I mean, the Lions. Even though they've uh, won four out of their last five, I just think the Panthers at home will get this one uh, with such a small spread. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, so, yeah, the Lions have won yeah, three out of the last five, but it's Jaguars, Falcons, and the Red, and the Fal- and the football team, and they've lost to the Colts yeah. and the Vikings. And I think the, I think the Panthers are closer to the Colts and Vikings than they are to Jaguars, Falcons, football team. Yeah. So – yeah, so Panthers. Um, so, yeah, we can move on there. Um, um, next game is going to be a good one, I think. Titans at Ravens. Ravens are favored by six and a half points. Uh, is this going to be a good game, or do you have the Ravens with all those points? I'm taking the Ravens kind of based off what they did to the Colts a couple of weeks back. Like, Ravens just kind of walked all over them. Either one of these teams, I think, if they get the lead – the game's over but i can't I, I just i think i trust the ravens a little more especially at home it's a big spread though for like two six and three teams going up against each other to have one that's favored by almost a touchdown yeah i thought that was strange um but i've i'm kind of with you on the how i took the ravens six and a half at home i just feel like uh they're a team that's probably going to start playing a little better as we get closer to the playoffs, because uh, they always make the fucking playoffs. Right. Um, then, next uh, game up. Next game up. Really tested. Really tested me. It's the home dog scenario. Texans plus are two and a half. Getting two and a half points at home, but they're up against the Patriots, and the Patriots are playing well the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh... I guess I'll, for the third week in a row, keep saying what I've been saying. Uh, they could have easily, they could easily have two more wins than they have right now. Um, so, yeah, as Cam and Jacoby go, the Patriots go, I guess. Is that a thing? Yeah. And and Damian yeah. Harris, that guy's kind of a beast. Yeah, he's a little bowling ball running back out of Alabama. Um he was uh, – I mean, they get so many good running backs at Alabama. He was a guy that I was kind of not even impressed with compared to everybody else they've had. But he's in the NFL and turning out yards. Yeah, I, I, I like the way he runs. He's like – he like seeks out contact and not in like a stupid Carlos Hyde kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I hate him. Um, yeah, well, Ohio State. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I took, I took the – Patriots uh, easily, I think, with this plus two and a half stuff. Yeah, same. Uh, it's like I can absolutely see this being a ten-point game for the for the Patriots. I mean, the only thing that the Texans have going for them is it's the same thing all season as Deshaun Watson, and yeah. you know, it's like they're gonna have a top five pick. 
Like yeah. the only the the only team the Texans have beat this year is the Jaguars. Yeah, not to uh, keep going back to the Browns, but even Deshaun Watson said last week that that was some of the weirdest weather he's ever played in. He said it wasn't the ex- he's he's not making excuses for the loss, but he did talk about the weather. So again, Browns are uh, as long as they aren't sixty mile an hour wins, I think they're going to put up thirty points this week. Speaking of the Browns, I'm tentatively scheduled to uh, jump on the pod with uh, angry Browns fans uh, on Saturday. So, oh baby, yeah, nice. So, little uh, getting getting a lot of a lot of Browns conversations. So, we'll um, send them my best. I absolutely, absolutely. Are you working Saturday? Maybe you can uh, join us if you're available. Um, Saturday, Notre Dame has a bye. I was probably going to go on to work, but. You, uh, if you want to make an excuse for me to not have to work on a Saturday, <laughs> throw it my way. <laughs> okay, I'll get. To, I'll see if I can get something scheduled. Um, all right, all right. Next, uh, next game up. Steelers at Jaguars. Jaguars are getting nine and a half. I'm not a big enough believer in my home dog strategy to take the Jaguars in this scenario. Under any, yeah, yeah. Jaguars are. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Steelers will win by 10 points, right? It's a lot of points. I mean, we, we thought this about the Packers last week, and they kept it close. But yeah, Jake Luton, baby. I just I think I feel like the Steelers are in a different class than, than the Packers. Yeah, yeah, I tentatively took the Steelers as well. So 74% of these uh, pick them people did too, so we're not alone. Yeah. All right, and the next the next game is the most lopsided pick um in this in week eleven. And eighty three percent of people are taking the Dolphins at the Broncos. Broncos are plus three and a half. Uh yeah, this is an easy pick, right? Dolphins have a good defense. No, Jake Locks a turd. Uh, um, Drew, Drew, yeah, Drew Locks a turd and uh, Drew Lock, I think yeah. also Drew Lock may be out. Oh, even better. He split reps in practice, said he felt good throwing in drills. On playing Sunday against the Dolphins, Locke added, I would like to be available to play. Obviously, I'll give my opinion. It's going to be I want to play, but the end, it's not 100% up to me what happens. I mean, if you really... If you really liked, if you really liked your quarterback, and he said, "Yeah, I can make it work," you'd let him play, right? So they're three and six. What do they got to lose? Right. And put them out know. there. Let, that yeah, way you can figure out uh, if you're going to trade up for one of those other two quarterbacks that's not going to get picked by the Jets. Number one. They're they're taking uh God. They're three and six now. Their schedule the rest of the way is Dolphins, Saints, Chiefs. So there's three and nine. Panthers, there's potentially three and ten. Bills, three and eleven. Chargers, four and eleven. Fine, I'll give you that one. And then Raiders last week of the season. Like they're they're at best a five win team. Yeah. And that's that's being generous. Yeah. Yeah, that's like taking the Chargers game, giving it to them, and then giving them one of the other games against one, two, three, four, five teams that are either 
playoff teams or borderline teams. Yeah, I, I smell a North Dakota State quarterback for those Broncos. What's his name? Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. And everybody's everybody's mocking, you know, you know, or at least, you know, the the rumor mill is that the Niners are interested in was it Zach Wilson? BYU quarterback. Um I briefly mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, I think here in a couple weeks, I'll probably release the very, very rough, like top five eight position. Just because usually around like week 12, as a Browns fan, that's when, <laughs> you know, draft, draft research usually kicks in pretty full gear then. Uh, hopefully this year is different, but um, obviously it is different. So just out of um, 20 years of habit, you put together a top five at each position around week 10 or week 12? I mean, I'm looking. You know, <laughs> starting to see names and colleges and heights and weights. <laughs> All right, I like um, it. But yeah, we'll uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks I'll uh, I'll share that info. And then the Dolphins, <clears throat> they're six and three now. We're picking them to go seven and three. Then they play the Jets. Then they play the Bengals. And then four games that aren't necessarily all perfectly winnable chiefs patriots raiders bills so nine and what i'm what are we thinking nine and seven at the worst they get the three easy ones and then lose the next four and they go into the playoffs on a four game losing streak at nine and seven i don't think nine and seven is gonna make the playoffs this year and that in the afc like i really think the browns could go 10 and six and not make the playoffs so you got um, so, one, two, yeah. So they, three, four, they five, six, six seven. Yeah, I guess there's nine teams with six wins right now. So yeah, there's gonna have to be yeah. some thinning of the herd. Yeah. Um. God, nine wins has got to make it for the seventh spot. I mean, you think. would think, but uh, I don't see it, man. I think whoever, I think it's gonna be a couple ten and six teams in those last three spots. Oh, it's going to be awesome. That means week 17 is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. Because it's all division games and like. And the Browns are in the best division. <laughs> and well, at least the Browns play the Bengals the last week. No, they don't. We already. Oh, beat wait, the that's Bengals the Ravens. Twice. The Ravens play the we Bengals. Got, we got the Ravens and the Steelers left. Ouch. And the Ravens, God, the Ravens have. Cowboys, Jaguars, and Giants, and Bengals still on their schedule. Yeah, that's that's a ten win team minimum right there, and that's even if they lose to the Steelers. And God, if they lose, they could they could lose to the Titans, the Steelers, and the Browns, and still finish ten and six. Yep. All right. So yeah, AFC is shaping up for a battle. Looks like it. All the schedule stuff, man. It's like, you know, I've never had to like look at the standings for the AFC much, but like, I mean, I've never had to look at the standings for the AFC at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, having the pod, man, it, uh, I'm, I'm like rubbing my hands together over here. This is, this is going to be fun. It's an eye opener over in that AFC. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, two two just back-to-back terrible games here 
Jets at yeah. Chargers. Uh, we're both picking the Chargers. Correct. Cowboys at Vikings. We're both picking the Vikings. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm a mind reader. <laughs> Man, that's like your sixth or seventh sense, even. <laughs> um, the. Uh, <laughs> um then do we need to talk okay so the only thing we'll say about this the only thing i'll say about either of those two games is that if we're looking at schedules vikings panthers jaguars bears lions that's five winnable games there for the vikings that would put them at nine and seven yeah no the vikings uh I mean, I thought they would be better this year, and they're starting to turn it around. So that, I mean, I really like Justin Jefferson. That dude's a savage. Well, if you if you go by the rule that Kirk Cousins cannot beat winning teams, and they started with the Packers, the Colts, the Titans, Texans, Seahawks, that's as bad as a Kirk Cousins season is going to start. Yeah, I mean, it's like the so there's so the the big the beginning of last year, the very first game of the year, Vikings beat the Falcons. And I looked around at my family and said to them, the Falcons are going to be bad this year. Now, none of them will corroborate that because they don't listen to me on Sundays. But I yeah. said it. I might have <laughs> even made a meme about it. But, uh, yeah, the Falcons are bad. Uh, the Falcons were bad. We found out week one last year. Now on the flip side, uh, we realized that the Colts were going to be a decent team in week two when they beat the Vikings. So, you know, cause you can't beat, you don't lose to Kirk Cousins if you're going to be a good team. Right. So uh, the Seahawks or Packers are a good team. The Colts are a good team. The Titans are a good team. The Seahawks are a good team. Uh, the Falcons are not, uh, yeah. but Little, little revenge for for last season but yeah the uh the Vi- i would not be surprised to see the vikings finish nine and seven which just means more Kirk cousins next year yep that means they're not moving moved away yeah but speaking of bad i i guess we should have brought this up when we said jess chargers but boy herbert that guy's haircut man where do you get his haircut scissors and whiskey i i he looks like somebody that takes your ticket at a movie theater now like just with the zits and the hair yeah. and the, it's like you know it's you expect his voice to crack. Yeah, he looks like a cartoon character from like Beavis and Butthead or something like old. Like, who is it was off putting. I thought it was a joke. I thought that was like, hey, did they just insert some little kid and like make fun of you know, like some, all that face like, swap shit nowadays? Like, what happened? Yeah, or even like a hazing ritual from the the veterans. They like pinned him down and shaved his head. But no. Yeah, that is uh if that's the case, that was mean because that is a bad haircut. He's like, here, hey, strength coach, here are some clippers. Yikes. Look it up. <laughs> here, use my strong hand. Um, yeah, no, that was a bad haircut. Um, but to be honest with you, some of the worst decisions in my life have been haircuts, so <laughs> but, yeah. So All I right. can I understand. Uh, Okay, so we just mentioned that the Colts the that the Colts are an okay team, and we knew that because they beat the Vikings. But now they play; they're six and three. They're playing the Packers. They're at home. 
They're giving the Packers two and a half points and 77% of people are picking the Packers. I'm one of the 77%. What about you? Um, wishful thinking might be part of my selection here. Um, but yeah, I got the Packers as well. Any have AFC we, team have we disagreed on a game yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. I got Saints, Bengals, Browns, Panthers, Ravens, Patriots, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers, Vikings, Packers so far. Yes. And I'm picking the yeah. same. So, but this game, I could definitely see the Colts winning this game. Um, so this was a tough pick for me. But man, I would like to see the Browns go to seven and three and the Colts go to six and four. All right. Well, Packers it is. Yep. <laughs> um we might have a difference of opinion on this one. I've got the I'm taking the Raiders and the points at home against the Chiefs. Uh, I decided to go with the Chiefs with those six and a half points, which is a lot. I might change that, but right now we're saying Chiefs eight and one again. Wishful thinking. I need a six and three AFC team to lose. That's not the Browns. Raiders six and three. Just lose, fine. Like I would be fine with them losing by four, and me losing this pick. Of course. Uh, but yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs by more than six and a half by more than a touchdown and a point extra point. Yeah. <clears throat> I figure if the Raiders already beat them, they can keep it close at home. So, you know, the flip side of this is does Mahomes come out and say, Well, you're still just the Raiders and I'm fucking Thanos and get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, I mean, if you piss off Andy Reid by taking a victory lap around the stadium, and that uh that apparently that's something that the Raiders did when they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Oh man. I don't know if you heard about this story. No, I'm changing uh, my, I'm changing my pick immediately. <laughs> like there's a victory uh, lap involved around the first time. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, no, I'm not sure if you saw any of it. There's been some back and forth. So Andy Reid basically made a comment saying, you know, yeah, they took their victory lap. We don't do stuff like that around here. And he kind of didn't appreciate it. And then John Gruden said, Don't look too far into it. Maybe we were given a uh, a mouthy bus driver a lesson, um, is what he said. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But hey, man, if, if Andy Reid's motivated, if he's pissed off about a loss and wants revenge, I, I'll take six and a half points. You wouldn't think that Gruden and Reid would do that. That Gruden would like do that to Reid, considering they were like on the same coaching staff like forever ago. Like they're like Gruden was a. Andy Reid disciple or at least they were like maybe they're on the Packers coaching staff together but they are like they've worked together yeah yeah I mean yeah it doesn't seem like it would be intentional but maybe yeah maybe Andy Reid's just like you know and so I took that personally yeah it's a non-story but I just thought it was funny that I heard them talking about it I was like what what like victory lap in a bus around a stadium and we four whatever it was like who gives a shit all right well i changed my pick so like <laughs> i'm if if we have a pissed off andy reed um i'm good i'm i'm taking the i'm taking the chiefs and and fuck the points um right. last game of the week monday night football rams at bucks bucks are favored by three and a half 
who who's you taking? Um, I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with those three and a half points. All right. Well, I'm. We have the exact same picks the entire board except for the Chiefs game, and and uh, you've provided me enough good new information that I feel good about the Chiefs. So uh, I will not be gaining any ground on you this week. This was a, an excellent defensive stale defensive chess match for for you this week, Doug. It was it was well done by you. Yeah, I pretty much had to. I got I did like the worst I've done all season last week. So last week was brutal. What? How many yeah. did you get right last week? Three. I think I got four. <laughs> nice. Like it was terrible. Yeah, the first four weeks I was getting like 10 and 11 and 12. I was on fire. Now I'm, uh, I'm steady. Eddie. I haven't been, I, I've, I've been seven. Let's see. Six is my lowest. I've done that twice. But I've been six to nine every single week, except for last week where I got four. So, yeah, I've been uh, I've been a little bit more up and down. This this is my second straight Sunday without 49er football. Oh yeah, they played week yeah Thursday night game right into a bye week. Um, it's just it's not fun. It's not fun. I like Sunday. I like having the Niners on Sunday. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, the bye week uh, for the Browns the week before last was weird. And other than I, I have no Niner updates other than um, uh, Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead are all on the COVID thing. And it sounds like we might be getting some guys back healthy. So, you know, um, I imagine we'll see Richard Sherman at some point again this season, probably because he's going to be a free agent. And I'm sure he'll want to at least put some tape out there that he's, you know, healthy. Um, so anyways, and next season, man salary cap coming down is going to be gross no idea what that's going to do to football yeah it should be interesting right yeah so it's going to make i think we'll we'll probably end up with a lot of guys on like the one year prove it deals and hopefully there's you know then hopefully the really good teams with the really good coaches and the handsome quarterbacks are able to uh to get a bunch of like studs on one year prove it deals and uh, win a super bowl so if your team matches up with like really brilliant coaches and handsome quarterbacks, maybe this is your, maybe next year's your year. Maybe it's not this year. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, obviously as starved as for winning as I am as a Browns fan, uh, when they didn't make any trades or pick up any players kind of at that deadline, I kind of thought that was a sign that they're not thinking this is the year for the Browns. So I think next year, if we take another step, if we have a winning record and win 10 games, make the playoffs hopefully this year, that would be huge and uh, make us a legit threat next year. There you go. All right. Well, you're six and three. Looking forward to next year. God, you just can't shake it, can you? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You always uh, hope for the the best, expect the worst with the Browns. But – we're all a diehard optimist at, at the same time. It's a, it's a weird thing being a Browns fan. How the optimi- how the the range on our uh, on our scale of optimism to oh god they're Brownsing it again. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. It like starts out at what a seven every year, and then it goes to a two basically by the end of the first half of the first week. Oh no, it's a strong nine at the start of the year. Oh okay, like 
yeah you're always feeling really good like oh man this you know they've been pretty bad for a while i think this they could turn around finally this year i mean watch major league and just you know make it a football movie with the browns basically yeah yeah yeah. okay well i uh, okay god god that must be to be at a nine to start every season like i'm the i don't know i i uh i don't I don't go into every, I don't even go into every nine. I like at this point I go in, like I went into this season with like, Oh my God, I hope it's not terrible. Like this is actually, except for like them just steamrolling the division. This season has been, has gotten very easy for me because now i'm bulletproof you can't fuck yeah all the injuries it's nobody could overcome those so yeah Yeah. i feel yeah i'm bulletproof at this point so but everyone every one of my browns fans that i'm friends with we've all done it i've done it we've all had the season where we're like fuck this i'm done i'm not rooting for the browns anymore you know i've had people tell me i'm gonna be a lions fan i was like if you're gonna not be a browns (laughs) fan why aren't you be a lions fan you fucking idiot like but I've yeah, so it's it's funny how years start and years end for the Browns. Um, but again, I think the Browns are going to win ten games. Like I do think they can do that. I just don't know if it's going to be one of those situations where they win ten games and are the eighth team. So, yeah, I mean, you got that's got to thin out though. We're not you're not going to have seven fucking ten win teams in the AFC. That's going to thin out. Anyway, I'm rooting yeah. for it. To, I'm rooting for it to thin out. Yeah, yeah. It's just Raiders and Dolphins. Um, yeah, it really comes down to Raiders, Dolphins, and Colts. Browns and Colts or Titans, whichever one of those two teams. Yeah. All right. Well, those and I guess those are all really well coached teams too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I'm talking myself into like half half the conference ending up at ten wins. I'm telling you. I, I could see all playoff teams double digit wins in the AFC. That's crazy. I think it's basically what happened in the, in the uh, NFC last year, except for there was only six spots. So um, I think every every I think the Vikings were the sixth seed, and they were even a, they were ten and six I think last year. So, but that's again that's you know the seventh seed last year would have been the Rams. So. Um, Cowboys uh, would have been the eighth seed last year. Yeah. Yeah. At nine and seven. They're not going to go nine and seven this year. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. All right, Doug. Appreciate you, man. And we'll uh, we'll talk Sunday. Sounds good. All right, brother. All right. Later. Peace. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. When you rely on the internet for everything... You need speed that can handle anything. And now Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. 
Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.